Welcome to Live to Grind. My name is Brennan T. Adams, serial entrepreneur, inventor, TV creator, and speaker, passionate about helping others create something great and become unforgettable. Join me each week to discuss practical ways to help you increase your income and impact as an influencer in your industry. My goal is to help you take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Live to Grind podcast show. I'm Brennan C. Adams, and we are in Chapter 9 of the book, Young Entrepreneur Convention. Young Entrepreneur Convention, the event that literally started my career, something that was an idea in 2015 while doing podcasting and interviewing other people. And I went to a group of people and said, hey, here's my idea. Let's do this. In 2016, we created the first ever Young Entrepreneur Convention, one of the largest Young Entrepreneur events in the country. And it's going on, heck, we're going to be hitting year five here in nine months. But I go over the whole journey of, of YECDM and, and how I even came about and the obstacles I went through that I haven't shared before and how an event can literally change your life, how it can help you build your brand and influence online, the relationships you can gain, everything from it. Um, so before we jump into this, a couple things. One. If you like this audiobook, if you like this book, let me know. If you want full access to the book, let me know. Send me an email, brandon at brandontadams.com. Also, if you're not following me on Instagram or any social media, my handle is Brandon T. Adams. And also, another announcement for the show, Success in Your City. We're releasing this fall, and also we have a book deal. So my wife and I are writing the book, the Road to Success, How to Achieve Success in Business, Life, and Love, which is based off of the reality show or our TV series, Success in Your City. Behind the scenes, how we created it, that uh, we got a, a publishing deal. It's going to be in bookstores across the country. I'm excited to bring that book out to you, and that will be coming to you very soon. Okay, well, let's jump into Chapter 9. Let's do it, baby. Let's get started. Chapter 9, Young Entrepreneur Convention, Starting a Movement and Putting on One of Iowa's Largest Entrepreneur Events. Chapter 9, Young Entrepreneur Convention, The Event That Changed Everything. During my podcast show, I had traveled all over the country and had a lot of interesting guests on my show. And when I started to build my audience, they started reaching out to me. And as I'd go to different events that I attended and I'd go to networking events and, and meet with people with coffee, people, entrepreneurs that were just starting out would ask me the same kind of questions. They'd say, Brandon, how, how do you get started as an entrepreneur? How do you make money doing what you love? How do you leave the nine to five job and actually go all in? And how do you connect with people? How all these questions, the same kind of questions. And when you get the same kind of questions for something, usually that means there's a business opportunity. And for me, I always wanted to bring people together. In my back of my mind, I remember having a dream one time that I, I wanted to throw an event and bring an event and, and bring all these like-minded individuals together, very successful people. And make it a large event. And I always like to go big. So I wanted to create one of the largest events this world has seen and bring in entrepreneurs, bring in successful business owners, bring in people that combine, they can share knowledge and everything they've learned with the audience and with these people that would keep coming to me with these, these questions 
and teach them how to do it themselves. Teach them how to take their own path in life and be able to start their own business or, or go from the nine to five and go into their full-time gig as an entrepreneur. And I want to put this together. So like me, when I have this idea that's pondering around in my head, I don't let it just sit there. I actually put it on paper and I make it a reality. And I had thought about this idea briefly when I first dreamed about it was back in March of 2015 and I was just kind of pondering in my head. I'm thinking to myself, well, I just got to do this. And fast forward to, it was August and I, I just, I finally had another dream and I'm like, I woke up, I'm like, screw it. I'm going to do it. And for me, when I convince, like when I say I'm going to do something and I make the decision up in my mind, like you better watch out because I do whatever it takes to make it happen. And people think I'm crazy. This was always everything I've ever done in life. When I first convinced my mind and convinced myself I was going to do Arctic Stick. And when I convinced myself I was going to start a crowdfunding company, every time I said I, I was going to do something, I did it. But for this, like every time that I did say I was going to commit to something, uh, when I first went out to tell people, they thought I was crazy, especially when I said, I'm going to create an event uh, called Young Entrepreneur Convention. Well, I didn't have a name at the time, but I'm going to create an event that's going to have 10,000 people at it. It's going to be the largest event this country has seen for young entrepreneurs. And little did I realize how many people 10,000 was. I actually, during that time, like a month after deciding that, I had went to an event uh, in LA. It was Tony Robbins' Unleashed the Power Within. And there was 10,000 people there in that arena. And I walked in, I'm like, whoa. Well, this is a lot of people. <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe, maybe ten thousand is, maybe this is where I, I shoot for the stars and I land on the moon. Because ten thousand is a lot. And then at that point, I realized like how hard it'd be to put on an event and everything and be involved. But I still wasn't going to give up. I was going to do an event. So when I first started going out and telling people about the event. I, I, some people like, oh, you never done an event before, which is right. The, the only other uh, party or I guess event I put on was my senior party in high school. When I graduated from, from high school in 2008, I ended up putting on a party and, and had people come in and that, that was the only party real experience I've got, but I've never actually put on like a networking speakers and, and I didn't know anything about how to get sponsorship or how to, to get people committed to come speak and what that even looked like the creating the contracts for that or getting a venue and getting food and like how to set up all this stuff. There's so many things I didn't know, but I was determined to make it happen. And that's one thing, just because you don't know how to do something doesn't mean you can't figure out how to do it or find people who have already done it and have them help you do it. So so many people, they, they, they try to shut you down when you say you want to do something. They say, well, you've never done that before. It doesn't matter. All that matters is if you learn how to meet people that have done it or find the team that has expertise in various areas that can get it done. So at that point, I realized I needed a team. I I wasn't going to be able to do this by myself. And what I did is I went back to my podcast show. I went back to all the guests on my show and all the people that I really liked that I interviewed and some people that became friends of mine. I started calling them up and I said, you know what, I want to talk to you about something. I'm thinking about creating a, a huge event in the Des Moines area and I would like to talk to you about being a part of it. 
remember sitting down with Clayton Mooney at Iowa State University. He's one of the first people I told, and he was on my podcast show a few times for Kinesaw, but that time he, I just met him for being on my podcast show. It was uh, Poker Pro to Startup Junkie. He used to be a professional poker player. And Clayton uh, saw my idea and he was kind of hesitant. He didn't know what to think, but he really loved startups and entrepreneurship. And so he was the first, one of the first people I went to. Then I went to Philip and Angelo Campos of Trace Mente Salsa, who had previously been on a podcast show as well and known in Des Moines area. And I went to them and I told them my vision and they were on board. And you know what they even said? They're like, you know what? I see you got the eye of the tiger. Like, seriously, whatever you're in on here, I'm in because you are determined. I can tell you're going to make it happen. And and I went to other people, and then it led to another person. I I started to to build my team, and I went to Andrew Zlasky, who was on my team. And he, at that point, he realized, well, whatever I did, he'd have to be on board because he is a part of my team for life anyways. But uh, I built my team, and we started coming together, and we'd do these meetings and talk about. I remember we'd sit in Ames. There was a cafe shop that we, we sat at, and it was like in a corner. And we had these meetings, and we talked, okay, first off, like, where are we gonna have it? What are locations? And then, okay, what is gonna happen at the event? Are we gonna have speakers? Are gonna be a pitch competition? Like, what's all gonna be there? And then, okay, well, we need to create something, some kind of campaign to promote the hell out of this. And at that point, I realized, well, let's do a crowdfunding campaign. I had spent 2015 traveling the country and learning about crowdfunding. Why not do a crowdfunding campaign to launch the campaign to raise money, to build awareness, and 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 get this out there. And that was that was one of the things we're like, okay, that's one thing we have to do. And at that point we realized, okay, we also need a video. We need to create a video because a video is a great way to tell a story and show people what you're trying to do. And when you have a great video, people see that they will are they see that and they're like wow like if this is what kind of video they're going to create I can't even imagine what the event's going to be so we had set out to do a video and we actually did this over it was labor day weekend when we filmed our first promo video for the crowdfunding campaign but just for the event itself and we had people come in and and i even had somebody fly in from washington i had uh, people driving from all over to be a part of this and we filmed all day and it was like nonstop filming, and I thought maybe it'd be a good, good film. But within a week, we got the video back, and it was nothing like I had expected. And it wasn't. It was probably more lack on my end for portraying the message and what I wanted the video to be like. But the company we had, it just it didn't it didn't seem right. And I had to make the decision as, as a leader and a, we did as a team is that video was going to be a loss and that wasn't cheap for me uh, for what I had spent. So that's one learning lesson. You're going to make mistakes and mistakes are costly. So we spent that whole day and all that coordination to create this video and completely we trashed it. We didn't use it at all. And we're like, and that's one obstacle where most people are like, I'm going to quit. That's, that's it. I'm not going to uh, move forward. Hey, why even mess with it? No, me, I was determined. I said, we're going to get this to happen. So what we did is we looked around for some different videographers and that's when uh, Philip and Angel Campos told me, Hey, uh, I got this guy. He's pretty good. His name's Chris Lowe. He just got into the filming industry and uh, he's got some pretty cool work and they showed me the work. I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. Let's meet him. We set up the meeting right away. 
I remember walking in the room and Chris uh, was there and there's, uh, I don't think Chris realized what kind of meeting it was going to be. But I thought like we were trying to do some kind of scam, get him into some kind of marketing company or something. But he, uh, we walked in and uh, we opened up our laptops and he looked at us like, oh boy, what's going on? And I just asked him a bunch of questions about what he did. And then I shared my vision like I always do. Because when I share my vision, people see the passion and drive. And I, it's convincing to show them like, hey, it's going to happen. And he started like seeing this like, dude, this is awesome. I'm like, well, here's the deal, man. I need you to create a film. I need you to create a video for us for crowdfunding campaign promotional material. Can you do it? Can you make this happen? We need to do it soon. And he said, yes. We shook hands. And at that point... We, 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 we went forward with it. And at that point I didn't realize, but Chris ended up adding so much value to the team with what he did that he earned a spot on our team. And that's because he proved himself and he put the work in during the grind. But Chris and I spent multiple days. I don't even know if it was like probably three or four days total or five. It was a lot. It was like a week's time with everything put together creating this video. There was a running scene. There was a scene with me in offices. We had seen, I remember we had to wake up early in the morning. There's a great, uh, you can watch it on YouTube. It's Young Entrepreneur Convention, Join the Movement. And there's a scene where we literally, we had to wake up at 4.30 in the morning. We had to get to a lake before sunrise and we wanted to have a cool running scene. And like that scene was baller. He had a drone. The video turned out great. And the whole th- point of the video was to show people, and this is where I always talk about telling great stories and video is one important in, in, uh, component to that, was this video, people would see this and you get chills on them and get their heartbeat and get them thinking like, holy shit, like this is awesome. Whatever they're doing, I want to get a part of this. I want to buy a ticket. And that's what that video did. And so we, we created that video and the video showed, and this is where our target market was, target market for the event is what we thought anyways, and which turned out pretty correct, was people that hadn't completely jumped full into entrepreneurship, but they were, they were working the nine to five or they're in the college and they wanted to do their own thing. And they were tired of doing a regular just lifestyle, nine to five job. They wanted to become an entrepreneur and do something big with their life. And the beginning, uh, the I actually was a lead role actor in the film, and so we we created that and it showed me first living a 95 job lifestyle, hating it, getting out of bed, just not enjoy life, and then making a change, and that showed me like uh, creating, uh, writing in a book. It showed me just putting stuff on a chalkboard and actually writing on my plan. It showed everything up to then. It showed success, and that video is what helped us drive our sales and our campaign, which is a huge component. So that video was one of the first main obstacles for creating our event or at least creating the vision of the event. So we kept doing these meetings, meeting together and and going over different ideas. Okay, where are we going to have this? And, and we ended up picking to have the, the, the event at a uh, venue at the Iowa State Fairgrounds, which actually worked out pretty well. So we had got our venue. That was locked in, which once you have your venue locked in, And once you start getting traction, it makes it a lot easier to get sponsors. And that's one struggle. So if you're wanting to create an event and you never created an event before, you have no track record for your past event, the obstacles you're going to have is for one, sponsors are going to tell you or potential sponsors you reach out to, they're going to say, well, how many people are going to have or whatever? Well, this is what we planned, but we really don't know. 
And for me, I just kept selling the vision. Well, this is what we're going to do, create an awesome event. And I was determined to do that. And we're like, well, come back next year after you have a successful event, and then we'll talk and see from there, based off of your success, we'll decide to sponsor with you. Well, <laughs> the case is I need money now. Like, we need to put this event on. We need people to join us now. Believe in this movement. And that was a struggle. I kept getting that. People kept saying no, and people just like, or they say like, okay, how many people you have last year? Well, we didn't have any people last year. This is our first event. So that was really hard, but I didn't let that stop me. I just kept going with that. And it was a lot of work. I mean, I would go come business to business, email by email, coffee meeting. And one of the things I did, and this is where I suggest to you if you're going to start an event, for one, I had a podcast audience. I had a podcast guests. I had people that I had connections with that I could reach out to that believed in me already. But one of the people I really uh, knew would believe in me was Tim Zarley, his early law firm. He he was the one, when I first invented Arctic Stick, I went to him when I was broke and I, I needed to get a patent. And he helped me out at the beginning and he believed in me and he saw me take a product uh, and develop it and he saw that I didn't give up. And that is where I knew if I could go to him and show him the vision that he would know that I would do whatever it takes to make it a huge event. Kept going. That was one of the first people I went to, to Tim Zarley, a Zarley Law Firm in Des Moines, which they do great work for intellectual property after getting multiple patents and trademarks for them. Just a great group of people. And I remember sitting in that room and, and saying to them, like, hey, we're going to create this awesome event. I'd love to have you a part of this. This You're one of the first people I went to because I, I've worked with you and I just see how we can both get a lot of value out of this. Well, they end up being the lead sponsor to come on for a good sum of money, which helped us secure the venue, which helped us. Once you get one in, and this goes for anything, if you're getting investment or if you're anything, nobody wants to be the first one. It's hard. Once you get one person in, especially a, a big uh, donor or sponsor, then the rest will follow. And they really helped us. So they committed, they believed in us, and they became a big sponsor for us. And and that's when it really changed, allowed us to, people were like, Wow, they got Zara Law Firm on, which is known. They've been in business for 50 years. Then people started taking us more seriously. Then they're like, oh, what's this Young Entrepreneur Convention thing? What's this YEC thing? And so this was during the crowdfunding campaign we had done in November. So we launched a crowdfunding campaign, and, and Zara Law Firm is one of our sponsors, and we placed it on there. But also what I did is I was able to leverage my connections to get some speakers already committed that we could show in the campaign. So previous that, previously that year, I had spoke on the same stage as uh, Jeff Hoffman, the founder of Priceline. I told him like, hey, you're a great speaker. I want you to come speak at my event. And we were persistent. We got him committed. So we got to promote him on the crowdfunding page. And then I went back to uh, another friend of mine, Des Woodruff. And he had been on my podcast show, and he was business partners with Ken Shamrock, the most dangerous man in the world. And I went to him like, hey, I'm doing this event. I'd love to have you come speak. At that point, well, they were committed. They were going to believe in our vision. We got to put Ken Shamrock and Des Woodruff on the page as speakers for the event. So we had a track record. And at that time, I was also working on the campaign with JLD, John Lee Dumas. And we were able to get him committed to be able to speak at the event as well and get him to be on the page. So we already had a lineup because I leveraged my podcast audience and guests and people that I had built connections with prior to that opportunity. So 
we had those people on the, the page and then we had Zara Law Firm as sponsors. So we had some credibility there. So we launched our crowdfunding campaign and it was, it was tough. I thought we were going to be able to raise a lot more money, but for event, we did pretty well. We ended up raising uh, close to $20,000 in a month for the campaign, which allowed us to, to get the necessary money we needed for paying for different expenses along the way, for paying for speakers, for paying for travel, for paying for uh, all the different things that you need for an event. And that gave us initial burst of exposure that we needed. We put this out there and there's still people this day that see us and they they come about us because they saw our campaign online and they they saw that and they're like, oh, well, they contact me and see what you did at the Young Entrepreneur Adventure, which is cool to see. And that's the power of a crowdfunding campaign. You get the exposure from it for a long time to come. So that was one big thing that happened with the event. So the crowdfunding campaign. And what that did is it allowed us to establish ourselves and get the initial burst. So we go into early 2016 and we have some speakers lined up. We have the venue locked and we're selling tickets. And we got to January and it was getting tougher to keep building up because for me, I wanted to get a lot of people there. 10,000 wasn't going to happen, but I wanted to shoot for seven or shoot for a thousand people at the event which is a big number. It's, it, hitting that would have been making the largest event in Iowa. And so we were determined to get that. And one of the people I had been in conversation with for the event was Kevin Harrington, the original Shark of Shark Tank. And before that event even happened, he was the one that I knew I wanted to speak. And the reason being is, I listened to his book before, uh, how I make million, how I make ideas turn into million dollar products. I listened to his book before, and I know he had seen my product before, Arctic Sick, from my my uh, mentor, Cash Jack Berenger. And Cash Jack was actually partnered with him at one time, or with uh, his uh, deal on Shark Tank. But I believed in what Kevin was doing, and he was just a great inspiration for people. And I knew he'd be perfect for our event, especially the fact that we could get the original Shark on Shark Tank at our first event. That really shows people that we are serious, that we're down to make an awesome event. And I wanted to get him. So the the, the deal was, it's, it's more difficult, especially when you get something like that. It's it's expensive to get a speaker like that in and to get their attention. And again, I was negotiating with his, his assistant for about four months on everything to try to get him committed to come speak. And finally, I mean, I'm starting to get his attention. The, the moment that we made that deal, made that leap, to get him committed, and I remember some of the people that helped make that happen, specifically one of them is Darian Baugh, Men's Style Lab, who became on as a sponsor, a big sponsor for us for, we did a Friday night fashion show, but also he like knew how much Kevin Harrington could help for our event. So it was towards the end of January, or middle of January, that we made that deal for Kevin Harrington to speak, and the second we got that announced, that changed everything. So that really made it, okay, these guys are serious. They're going to have a big event. And that's when ticket sales, ticket sales started rolling in. That's when sponsors started coming on board. They wanted to sponsor speakers. They wanted to sponsor different components of the event. And that's when we started raising a lot of money. And actually, in the last the 30 days up to the day of the event, we raised about half of our total revenue because it was just last minute. That's the thing with events. Everything comes last minute. People, most of the time, don't even buy their tickets to last minute because that's, that's what is on their mind. Even for me, like anytime when I used to buy tickets for events, like I would literally buy them like the week of 
And that's hard when you raise the money to pay for an event. That's why you need to get sponsors on board to, to pay for all the costs up front for that. So this happened, uh, Kevin Herod committed, and then fast forward, we started to get more into promotion. We had sponsors coming on board, we had for boost sponsors, we had main sponsors for the stage. We'd have sponsors come on like in the last couple weeks, which I don't suggest if you wanna get your sponsors, try to get your sponsors at least uh, all done, committed before 30 to 45 days before the event to make things easier. But we learned from that. So we had the money uh, raised, we had everything put together, and now we're getting closer to the event. So we're getting to about a week before the event. And I was like, oh my God, those eight months of preparing for this, it came really fast. I'm like, holy shit, this is here. And this is something I've been waiting for, I've been dreaming about. And there was a lot of weight on my shoulders because one, I was the, the main uh, leader of the company that had the idea, but I had a team behind me and we had a team to support us. But for one, I was the MC of the event. I was gonna take on being the MC, which I'd never MC'd in my life, but you know, I figured it out. I'm like, well, I can figure it out. I've seen other people do it. Two, I was one of the keynote speakers at the event, which would have at that time been my largest event speaking at, because I plan on having a lot of people. And three, I had to coordinate to make sure everything went right. Before, I also needed to get publicity for the event and also get more exposure for everything and, and put things out there. So like get on podcast shows, promote my own podcast show. And to top it all off, I also, which another thing to add to the whole loop, was one month prior to the event, I ended up after making the deal for Kevin Harrington to come speak at our event, I got the opportunity to sit at him with the table at his own event, where I ended up making a business deal with him to, to do a crowdfunding campaign with my company, Keys of the Crowd, and for us to crowdsource and crowdfund a book called Put a Shark in Your Tank, which we had filmed and put everything together for that. And we were gonna launch that crowdfunding campaign live from my event, which rolled in another thing. There were so many things going on in my head. And talk about a time where I really pushed myself mentally and physically because I wasn't sleeping much. And it, it was something that like most people, they say like, oh, things aren't possible. Well, that week showed me that like anything is possible. So prior, that, that seven days prior, I was probably sleeping three to four hours a night and just going nonstop. And like, I just pure going on adrenaline and just a, the desire to make this awesome event. And people started rolling in. It was crazy people flying in for all over the country for this. And I ended up going on TV uh, one morning to promote. And then we had uh, KCCI uh, Channel 8, which one of the big channels come in that, um, that, that Friday night for the event because they saw the exposure. I mean, we were getting a lot of exposure we even, prior to the event, I had Good Morning America, a producer of Good Morning America contact me because they had saw everything we are doing. I'm like, holy shit, like, we must be doing something right because if Good Morning America saw us and we didn't reach out to them, they just saw something online, that's when you know it's big. We never get a deal with Good Morning America to go on their, their morning show, but we got their attention and I gained that relationship with the producer. So all this happened, we're in the week of the event. It's it's the week, April 21st, 22nd event, and we, that week, we're setting up the venue, we're, we're putting things together, and that's when things started going wrong. Like we realized, wow, we, we didn't count for this expense, or we, we didn't have enough for the stage. Like there was something uh, with where we needed curtains for around the actual stage area. 
which there wasn't enough. So we had to go buy another couple thousand dollars worth of that. There was a lot of things that happened so quick last minute that was a struggle and a headache, but we figured it out. And that's saying events, like plan for a lot of things to go wrong because something's going to go wrong. So we got put everything put together, and we ended up that Thursday night, we did a d'oeuvres at Zarley Law Firm where we had Ken Shamrock coming in, and we had uh, my mentor, Kekshack Berenger, who ended up speaking at our event, had all these people come in, and we had some networking fun. And then Friday, there it was, the beginning of everything. We were doing our fashion show. So for Men's Style, we put on a fashion show, which is a cool experience. So we put on a fashion show. We had models come in and had some music and drinks and fun. And they came down the line, and I even did a little dance. And it, we, we really had fun with that. Uh, but that was the first thing that we had people all over for that. I'm like, yes, people are coming. So we did that Friday night. And then Saturday was a big day. And I, I remember, like, I couldn't sleep Friday night. I got, like three hours of sleep and we're in a hotel downtown is Clayton Mooney and I and some of our team and woke up it's day of and like it's go time it is go time so I'm like okay this is a day because for one I'm gonna be MC I've never done that before I'm gonna figure that out I'm gonna give a great keynote speech I want everybody to stand in an ovation and I want to make sure this is a huge success because for one I got all these people committed to join me to help make this event happen I made these promises to people that it was gonna be a great event all these people like today's the day I need to prove myself like it's going to be as awesome as I said it would and it ended up being that way. So we had the event. It was a great success. Um, Kayla Maddox had come in last minute. Kayla Maddox, a great speaker. Uh, Cactus Jack Behringer spoke. We had Jeff Hoffman of Priceline speak. John Lee Dumas, Entrepreneur on Fire. We had Megan Watt come in. We had uh, we had just so many great people. And then Kevin Harrington closed it out. So throughout the whole day, we had speakers. We kept everything energy high. Looking back on it, the event was probably way too long for the day. I mean, we started like eight o'clock and then it went till to like ten. But we just kept the energy throughout the whole day and. Uh, I did great emceeing. The one thing if you're going to emcee, just keep the energy high, ask questions, or just like be entertaining and don't ever miss a beat. You can't ever have any dull moments. There always has to be something going on. And then when it got to my presentation, I, I really enjoyed that point because I remember visualizing myself on stage and having a standing ovation. All, always prior to that event, like I visualized myself giving a great speech. And having everybody stand up, stand in ovation, like seeing huge success. And I, I got done with the speech. I gave a great presentation. I got that. And that was like, okay, wow. Things are finally, they're full, pulling together here and things are going well. So I gave a great presentation. And then we got through the pitch competition. Uh, we had done that. We did the, the live launch of the crowdfunding campaign. And, and that went well. We raised like close to 20 grand. In, in a day for that, which was pretty cool uh, for the crowdfunding campaign, put a shark here tank. And we did the pitch competition on stage in front of everybody. And we it was fun because we had uh, Tim Zarley's our law firm who had sponsored us. We had Cactus Shack Berenger who invented many products on the stage for judging. We had Kevin Harrington, original Shark and Shark thing, which is cool for people to be able to pitch in front of him. And then we had Jeff Hoffman our price on like a baller lineup. And uh, they that we had the people pitch. We we announced the three finalists. They won money, and then we got to our final. 
final speech by Kevin Harrington, which is great. The, the, the crowd was just full. Well, we have, the seats were packed, and we had a lot of people there. And, and we ended up ending the night. We had a DJ come in, and everything went as planned. And I brought everybody on the stage, the whole team. And I thanked them for everything they did. And we, everybody gave a standing ovation, applause. It was seriously beyond what I could have expected. No, there was not 10,000 people there at the event. There was close to around 500 people we had totaled up. But they ended up making the largest entrepreneur event gathering for young entrepreneurs in 2016. And it all happened because I started with a vision, a dream, an idea, and I didn't take no for an answer. I didn't stop until I got it. And that was a great way for, for me to, to get exposure. It was a great way for me to build so many connections. And, and that event was a game changer. And it changed everything in 2016. It changed everything to what I was doing, which I'll get into, about how it led to many opportunities. And for anything in life, no matter what thing you're going to take on, you're going to have a lot of obstacles. We had many obstacles. I could go all day about all the obstacles we had for preparing for that event in those eight months. But we pushed through them, and we made it work. And if you do want to put a successful event on, you need a team. You need a team to support you in various areas, and you have to work together as a team and all believe in the vision. We didn't want to create a business. We wanted to co-create a movement with this event, and that's what we did, which allowed us to do more events. And, and that's, that's where it started. So for the success of that event, I'm going to go into the different ways for success, but also you're probably wondering, how do you make money with an event? How do you actually make money with doing an event? And there's multiple ways for making money. And there's other ways that most people don't even think about for when they're doing an event. But benefits of doing an event, for one, if you put on an event, you become an authority figure in your field. It allows you to become a connector. And it's more people see you as like you're a celebrity in your niche. And it really, it builds up your brand and your connection. So for me, that was one thing it did for me, build up my brand and my connection and become an authoritative figure uh, in Des Moines area for that, even, even nationwide for putting on that event that's known. We ac- actually got an article made that it was a top five most innovative new event in the country to attend by, uh, it was entrepreneur.com, so, or Inc. it was. So that was a great accomplishment. But all this happened and it allowed me to build up my brand and establish connections and help other people connect with other people. And that ex- exponentially grew. I mean, all the people that had made connections from that event, I know one of the people had got Jeff Hoffman as advisor on their board for their company. I know another one got a connection through uh, Jeff Hoffman to speak with Steve Wozniak, who founded Apple. Uh, people made business deals. There was a girl named Mia, who, who from the event got inspired by Kayla Maddox, ended up within two months writing her book at nine years old to write a book and she got on TV and she like published it and it got in schools across the, the state of Iowa. All these cool success stories happened because of this event. But the question is, all this cool stuff happened. At the end of the day, you need to make money to sustain it. So how did we make money? So there's many ways to make money for an event. First off, the, the obvious ones is you're selling tickets. You make money from the ticket sales and also sponsorship. Sponsorship is what pays for the venue, pays for the expensive things you're going to do. In return, you give the sponsors exposure. Either the sponsors can be the person that introduces a speaker and briefly talks about their company and, and what they do. 
or you can have you have sponsors listed on the banners have them on the projector screens throughout the event you can you can mention your sponsors there's all kinds of ways to give them exposure but at the end of the day the sponsor is thinking how can i make money from this event how can i invest in this event that i believe in but in return like if i'm going to give them 10 or twenty thousand dollars how am i going to get that back is that they don't want to just hey let's throw a party they want to get the return on that and that's what it is so you it's giving them exposure and helping them connect with people event that can give them a return where one or two clients can turn into a sale. That's for Zarly Law Firm. Like we had people that end up working with him to get patents and trademarks afterwards because they saw him as a sponsor at the event. So sponsors want something to return. How are you going to give them exposure and how are they going to get more than just exposure. They're gonna actually get value out of this and they're gonna have a good time and great experience and great marketing dollars spent for them. So that's one thing, sponsorship is a way to make money for the event. Ticket sales, sell a lot of ticket sales, depending on your prices. For Young Artsburg Convention, we had our, our prices uh, very cheap. They're under $100 uh, for ticket prices because we wanna make it affordable for everybody. But another way is, if you have different sponsors that come on board or if you go call universities, you can get them in their sponsorship where they buy a pack of 25 tickets and then they can give to their classes to college students who may not have the money to go to an event. So that's another way to target to sell blocks of ticket to get big, uh, big groups of people to come. And we had people come from universities all across Iowa and, and the country for Iowa State University, Iowa, and all these people came in, you and I, and they would come in groups so we got people in that, that allowed us to sell sponsorship, but also at the same time get people in the seats. So sponsorship and actually selling tickets, that's a way to generate revenue. Another way, which we never did at the event, a lot of events do where you sell on stage, where people pay a ticket price to go to the event to get value, and how to intrigue the speakers to come is what you do is the speaker will come in, and they'll pay their own way in it, or maybe they'll get their hotel paid. Instead of getting paid a speaking fee, ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars, they make the deal with the coordinator where they will on stage sell one of their products, and the person put on the event that brings all the people in gets fifty percent of the sales, and the person that comes as a speaker gets fifty percent of the sales. So they JV it, basically a partnership. Because, I mean, the guy put on that brings in these qualified people that can buy, and the speaker brings value, but also brings something to offer. So that's another way where many events make a lot of money. And I've seen on stage where people sell uh, a half a million dollars within an hour of masterminds and, and different programs and different things that they have. So selling on stage is another way to make money and a great way to do it. And But the things beyond just... The revenue generated at that point, and this is one thing I learned, the biggest thing you need to look out for, if you're going to throw an event, here's what you need to see. Everybody that walks in that room, there's a potential business relationship to be made. There's a potential opportunity for you to partner with somebody or to sell them your services. You need to make sure you're trying to find them during the event and you're making yourself known. Put yourself out there. Anytime I ever went to an event, I always make sure everybody notices me when I walk in the room or when I leave, they know who Burning C. Adams is. And for me, when I put on an event, I made sure everybody remembered me for putting that event on, but also my team is there talking to people in the crowd and trying to make opportunities, business deals. So for you, when you throw an event, just remember 
that you have people there that are qualified buyers for your services and could turn into business relationships. And when I go to different events, I have my team come with me and I speak on stage and then I have the, uh, the other people that are a part of my team out in the audience basically establishing my authority and saying, hey, are you, are you gonna join Brand's program? And they help seal the deal from a third party. That's another thing. When you go into an event or have an event, have your team with you to help you close these deals or these business relationships. But one of the biggest opportunities that I got from my connection, which changed everything for me, was Greg Roulette. Greg Roulette had Ambitious.com. A few weeks prior to the event, he committed to sponsoring our event, came on as one of the lead sponsors to sponsor Young Entrepreneur Convention, and he became a speaker. And so he came to speak at our event, and we collaborated at the event, and afterwards he said, hey man, uh, how, would you, uh, how would you like to come down to Orlando, Florida, to my studio, and how would you like to talk about crowdfunding for four hours in a master class, and we ended up JVing it, selling it as a course. And because he had heard my presentation that I gave on Keys of the Crowd, how to fund uh, my secret fund formula to crowdfunding success. And I, he loved it. He's like, why don't you just turn this a course? And for me, I was thinking, wow, four hours, talk four hours in crowdfunding. And also, like, you want to be fly down to Orlando, but I'm the kind of guy that always take up, takes up every opportunity that comes my way. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. So I made the commitment at the event with Greg Roulette and Two weeks later, I flew down to, to Orlando, Florida. We did the live masterclass and talked for like four or five hours. Afterwards, he said, hey, Brandon, I have this idea. I filmed the pilot for a TV show called Ambitious Adventures, and I, I'm looking at doing a crowdfunding campaign for it. He's like, you have any interest in working with us on it? I said, well, here's the deal, man. Like, dude. I already travel the country and interview entrepreneurs on my podcast show. I have a company that helps people raise money. Let's do this together. We can do this. And we, you and I can be the co-host of the show. We create an awesome show. That day on May 11th, 2016, we shook hands. We made the deal to do a crowdfunding campaign and create a rally TV show for young entrepreneurs called Ambitious Adventures. And we ended up going 60 days later to crowdfund it and uh, having success and making it a huge success and filming season one of Ambitious Adventures. So that right there, that connection that I made from Young Young Entrepreneur Convention changed everything for me. Everything. Just through him coming to our event and me following up on something and it turned into me doing a TV show which led to so many other things. So when I say Young Entrepreneur Convention changed everything for me, it's no joke, it did. It was a lot of work to put on that event, a lot of hard work, and, but we had a huge success with it. But for me, I believe I got the most success out of it all, or I get the best opportunity that is, because I made a connection with Greg Lett to start her own TV show, which changed everything, and now had me moved down to Florida to, to film for the season two of Ambitious Adventures. So for if you're going to throw an event, don't just look at the money to make on the front end through sponsorship or selling ticket sales or actually the, the selling on stage with JV partnerships, but think about who you could connect with at that event that could turn into a business relationship. And I know other people at the event had different connections they made, but I'm urging you, if you're going to go to an event or if you're going to put on an event, be on the lookout for great opportunities and they, when they present themselves, 
take them, just like I took the opportunity to fly down to Orlando and do a masterclass with Greg Roulette, I took it and it turned into a TV show. You never know when that opportunity is going to present itself and when it does, take it. Otherwise, what's the point of even go to the event if you're not going to follow up on anything? What's the point of doing this? So that is what I believe the most powerful thing you can have from putting on an event is the connections, building up your personal brand, the authority, uh, money can be made, but what really can be made is your establishment in the industry as a celebrity, authoritative figure, but also the connections you can make that can change your life forever. And that event changed everything for me, which allowed me to connect with the top influencers in the industry and allowed me to become an influencer myself. So think about that if you're going to put on an event and you will make a lot of money. If you want to participate in the next year's event, we have Young Entrepreneur Convention happen annually in Des Moines, Iowa and expanding across the country. Just go to youngentrepreneurconvention.com and if you put in the code BTA, all caps BTA, you'll get a discount on your ticket price. I'd love to see you there. It's a great event that's definitely a game changer for anybody. We bring people in from all over the country, great speakers. We have a a pitch competition where people get a chance to pitch and make a lot of money. And we network. We have drinks. We have music. It is definitely an ultimate experience for any entrepreneur, young entrepreneurs and old entrepreneurs, any entrepreneur to attend. So I'd love to see you at the next one. And if you do, please just come up to me and say hi and uh, talk some entrepreneurship. Young Entrepreneur Convention is where it all started. It literally was the catapult to my career. It was the jumpstart. It was what connected me with so many powerful people. From year one alone, I went on to connect with Greg Roulette to create a TV show. I now have Kevin Harrington and Jeff Hoffman as my executive producers for Success in Your City. They were the speakers for year one. So many other amazing people have had success from this event Heck, there's uh, Mia, a girl who was nine, I believe, and from the first event, she went on to write a book and become a speaker. A kid named Noah who went on to create a six-figure business from attending Young Entrepreneur Convention. A kid that was a part of the pitch competition that ended up getting connected with Jeff Hoffman who got him a call with Steve Wozniak of Apple, which it would have been on that call. But these so many success stories have come from Young Entrepreneur Convention, and it was all idea at one time. I'm so happy for what it's done for young entrepreneurs. Is I sit here in Ames, Iowa, and I'm literally 24 hours away from the fourth annual Young Entrepreneur Convention here in Ames, their first year in Ames. I'm just going back and thinking about everything that's happened, and I'm so happy for the people that have been able to be a part of this, and also just, it was worth the hard work. Most people don't realize, when I went out to do Young Entrepreneur Convention, I remember when I was down to the last stretch of YEC for year one, we were 30 days prior to the event, I was prepared to sell my truck at the time to be able to pay for the fees of the speakers. I didn't have much money at the time. I was willing to do whatever it took. And last minute, we got a big sponsor in. Greg Roulette ended up coming in at a large sponsorship level, which saved us. And he became a really good friend, a really close friend of mine. And heck, it wasn't much later that I went on to uh, go live in Florida to be closer to him for ambitious adventures. So I believe I've got so many opportunities out of this event myself, but again, all the people that have been a part of this, future uh, speakers that we've had a part of this event, James Whitaker, Jake Paul, um, also Jason Calacanis, you know, Jason Calacanis for year three of this event, when we had the event, 
uh, Jason Calacanis was our fireside chat, and he took the the pitch competition finalists out to dinner, and I was also there for out to dinner with them. And as I was sitting there with them and Jason Calacanis, who he's one of the top angel investors of all time, known for turning a million into a hundred million dollars, and he gave everybody at that table time to share more about their idea. He was able to ask them questions. And two of the people at the table actually got asked to come to his accelerator to learn more. And as all the different young entrepreneurs were sharing their ideas, I realized in that moment, that experience at that table, having those individuals being able to communicate with Jason Calacanis was the whole reason why I created Young Entrepreneur Convention, to be able to provide resources and opportunities and connections for other young entrepreneurs. And in that moment, while sitting at the table, I realized that everything I had did to that point was a success. I had accomplished what I set out for. And I always believed that year one and two and that it was a success, but it wasn't until that moment in year three that I realized This is what I had set out for, and it is a reality. So if you ever are looking to attend an event for young entrepreneurs, for young entrepreneurs, for entrepreneurs of all ages, YEC is the place to be, Young Entrepreneur Convention. You can check out our hashtag, YECDM. There's so many posts out there, um, or hashtag, well, for this year, it'll be YEC19. And it's, it's been quite the journey for what's happened from it. And I'm thankful for everybody that has joined the vision and what it's become. And I'm excited for the years to come. I'm excited for what Clayton Mooney and Andrea Andrzejewski, my other co-founders, are doing with taking it to another level. And and with the the elevator pitch competition, we have the largest one-day elevator pitch competition in the U.S., giving away over $50,000 between cash and prizes. I could talk about this all day and also the fact that Iowa State University, my old college where I went to uh, in Liberty Names for four years, they have supported us. And also shout out to Zarly Law Firm, who believed in me at the beginning. You know, they when I first went out for this idea for Young Entrepreneur Convention, so many people turned me down. But it was Zarly Law Firm that first believed in me more than anything. And I will never forget that. Never forget the people that supported you early on in your career and always help them in the future. Always remember them. And, and they are just, those are the people that help you get there and, and pay it forward. Always be helping others for what you're doing. So if you want to hang out with me at the next Young Entrepreneur Convention, you can get your tickets at yeconvention.com. You can learn more about it. Follow us on social media, Young Entrepreneur Convention. And maybe I'll be seeing you at our next event.